everyone. Welcome to BU Only Better, or BYOB Audio. This podcast was started to help listeners like you find a way to be your best self, but not change who you are. We want you to be the best you while on your journey to a happier and more fulfilling life. Tune in to hear personal stories of how people face their fears and overcome their struggles to become a better version of themselves. Thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to another amazing episode of BYOB Audio. Last episode featured Adam, an insanely inspirational person who taught us how to have patience and accept oneself. Adam was involved in a car accident that confined him to a wheelchair, but he chooses to use his disability as a tool to teach and speak his testimony, inspiring others to live a better quality of life despite life's hardships. A definite must listen. Today, I have the honor of introducing yet another man of inspiration, Aaron Thomas, who is the restart coordinator for the Crisis Center of West Texas. His role is to oversee intervention training for persons who batter in a non-judgmental environment that allows participants to be accountable for their actions and work towards preventing and ending domestic violence. Aaron is a native to Odessa and he is a U.S. Army veteran. Thank you for your service, Aaron. He has a bachelor's in business management and has his own business, Excellence Above Talent, or EAT. His services include transformational coaching, youth mentoring, and men's support and accountability. Aaron currently serves on the Family Health Clinic Board, Young Professionals of Odessa Board, and the ECISD Shack Committee. He is married with his lovely wife, Erica, who they share two amazing dogs with. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you, Aaron. Welcome to the show. Go ahead and uh, take a minute and tell us a little bit more about you know what you do. Okay. Uh, man, thanks for you know inviting me to the show. I think uh, what you're doing is is awesome. My main job, what I do for the Crisis Center of West Texas, is I uh, conduct groups. These groups are men and women who are in the system: probation, parole, CPS, judges. Uh, I do have some volunteers, uh, but they're there because there was some form of abuse in the household. Uh, and they were the perpetrators, they were the, the people who were doing the abusing. And we have, we just come together and have conversations as far as like what we can do differently to not put ourselves in situations to where we are abusive. We, we talk more about, you know, respect and how to communicate, self-love. I think that's a, you know, a big issue when it comes to, to, to violence and abuse towards other people, uh, people not loving themselves. And we have these tough conversations that they most likely wouldn't have. And we try to get to the root of why they do what they do. So sometimes it's, they've seen it in their household, they've seen their parents do it, and so that's all they know or assume that that's what it's, what it's about, and so they do it. We kind of go in there and we just we try to help transform and change uh, their way of thinking. Man, that is awesome. That is super powerful, and thank you for doing that, man. I know there's a lot of troubled souls out here, and you know, I know you're doing your part to give back to the community, so I definitely applaud you for that. As all of our listeners know, we always start off the show with a unique shot of wisdom. So what do you have for us today, Aaron? Uh, man, my unique shot would be uh, to find more compassion with yourself. I have been very hard on myself, and I don't let, I don't let me mess up, and I'm not very compassionate when I mess up. And so, uh, you know, my unique shot of wisdom is to... Uh, find yourself to be more, more compassionate with yourself because I think it goes a long way in you know, this journey that we call life. I think that is excellent advice. I think it's extremely important just to be compassionate. You know, we're always trying to focus on other people and sometimes you just got to show yourself some love too, right? Yeah. So I, I think one, one of the things that kind of helped me out is when I do mess up, I ask myself, 
if my best friend or if my wife or if, you know, someone in my family did the same exact thing, how would I treat them? And I would be less judgmental and I would, you know, be more empathetic towards them. And so if I can be less judgmental and empathetic towards someone else that's in my life, I can do it for myself as well. I think that is really good advice, honestly. And you know, I don't think a lot of people think about okay, how would I react if somebody else did this? You know, I think everybody's just so quick to just judge themselves and be so hard on themselves. So, man, I think that's great. Speaking of that, you know, kind of being hard on yourself, could you take us to a moment where you just had a huge struggle? Let's say, what was your biggest struggle? Let's talk about kind of what you were feeling and how you ultimately got over it. I guess my biggest struggle, and it's still something that I'm struggling with to this day, is, you know, loving me for who, who I am. Uh, and not trying to fit or put myself in a box for other people to like me. So my biggest struggle was always feeling like I wasn't worthy, like I wasn't enough. And so that kind of my self-esteem was low because of that thought process and those feelings. And I didn't put myself out there to do the things in my head that I wanted to do. So I was just living life on average. I, I did just enough so that people could recognize me, but I didn't do more than what I could have. And it's still a struggle to this day. I sometimes want to, you know, fit in and I want people to, to like me. So I dial back who I am in order for them to like me. Now knowing that loving me and knowing me for who I am is the best version of myself. And uh, that's kind of what I'm striving to do. And that's still a struggle as well because this is something that is different. It's a, it's a different mindset, something that I've never uh, thought about. And so now not caring if someone doesn't like me because of who I am and how I act. Okay. Um, and so I think, to me, that's the biggest struggle that I've had, and I'm still, you know, dealing with to this day. So you mentioned when you were aware of the struggle, but what about yeah. when? How old were you, or what was going on in your life when you realized that, man, I'm just not happy. I'm kind of just doing all these things and make other people happy. You're saying you're kind of living a little mediocrely. So when did you realize all of that? So it's going to go a little dark. So okay. I realized that when I put a gun to my head and I pulled the trigger. And the gun didn't go off. And I, I kind of had a second lease in life. Till the age of 25, I had done everything that everyone, everyone wanted me to do. Uh, and I had... I had dissect myself for who I was, and I put myself in places to where people needed me, right? And so if there were 10 people who needed me, I dissect myself up into, into 10 different people, and I would be that person for the people that, that needed me in, in their life at the time. It takes a toll on, on you when you're not living like your true life. And one day I looked in the mirror, and I, didn't, I did not like the person I saw. I didn't recognize the person that I saw. Um, I didn't know who I was looking at in the mirror. And it, it scared me. Getting pulled from all these different angles and trying to be everyone's friend, it takes a toll on your life. It's, you, you It's a lot of energy trying to show other people how cool you are. And that energy, energy could be you know, used on you to, to help you grow and improve. And I think from that day forward, after the gun didn't go off, and after you know, kind of having that conversation with myself, that's kind of when I started to realize, I was like, man, I have to love me for me. And if you don't like me for who I am truly, 
then that's not on me, that's on you. I'm also glad that the gun didn't go off. I think you're an amazing person, just FYI, all right? But I think I think we have a lot of valuable lessons here. If you don't mind, I'd like to kind of get into a little more detail. I really feel like our listeners yeah. kind of may experience some of these things or know somebody who is. And, you know, I kind of want to go a little bit deeper into your mind, like the thought process. So you said you were about 25 yeah. whenever you did that? Yeah. Okay. So at that time, I mean, what was going on in your life? Were things hard with work, family? It's usually one of those that push you over the edge. Yeah. I wasn't making a lot of money. I had gotten out of a relationship where I was trying to blame her for why it didn't it didn't work. I was uh, uh, in school. It wasn't panning out. It wasn't working out for me. I wasn't really going to school. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. And so that's kind of why it wasn't panning out for me. I would just wake up and I would feel like I'm just kind of roaming around. Then I'd come back home and go to sleep and do it all over again. I felt like a zombie. Like you're just kind of uh, going through the motions. Yeah, just going. I was just going through the motions. But in me, I knew that there was something bigger and better. And the fear of not letting it out, so I repressed it all down and was just like, no, you just got to stay in this pocket. After a while, man, it, it, it really does. It does take its toll. To further the point, you know, along, you know, kind of moving through the motions, I think, you know, a lot of people get stuck in that rut of going through the motions. I know you were just getting out of a relationship, and I think that's hard. That's already hard. And then you have, you know, other things that kind of follow once you kind of stop maybe caring, you know, or things aren't just, they're they're not as important as they once were. So, you know, your relationship went down, you know, school was going down, things were cascading, if you will. So ultimately... Whenever it came time to that day where the gun didn't go off, what was going through your mind that day? I mean, did you try to reach out to anybody? I felt so alone. I felt like no one cared. In that thought process when I was in my room, all I was like hoping and wishing and thinking was that someone would open that door and tell me that they love me, right? And so no one no one walked through that door. The The feeling of just loneliness was, was so, so deep not feeling like I deserved love, not feeling loved, it takes its toll. And then, you know, I was looking to find a way out because I, I didn't want to feel that hurt or that pain. You know, that was the step I thought I needed to take. I know that, you know, suicide has impacted a lot of people, you know. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I think you essentially being a survivor, what would be your best advice, you know, to somebody who's maybe on that path? We're going through a hard time right now. Maybe this is their tipping point of life maybe wasn't the best before. Finances weren't great or a relationship was kind of going bad. And then now we just hit this whole coronavirus thing and now everything's just crashing like crazy. You know, what would be your advice to somebody who might be on that road and how would you try to get them off? I've been kind of talking about it this whole time and it's finding a way to love you for who you are. To me, that is like the key to your, to living your best life. When I look in the mirror every morning, I am happy to see the person that's looking back at me. I love the person that's looking back at me, regardless of if I'm going through, you know, issues, regardless if I'm having, you know, trouble at work or in my, in my marriage or regardless of what's going on around me, I can look at myself in the mirror and know that I am loved because I love me. And I think that's the, the biggest thing. Looking for love from other people and not loving yourself is useless because you won't accept anyone else's love if you don't feel that love within yourself first. And I think once you start to you know realize like it's okay to mess up, 
Like it's okay to make bad choices. It's okay to get in a relationship and get out out of the relationship. Like that, you're gonna be okay. You just have to continue to love yourself. You have to continue to grow as a person. And so I think, man, the, the first thing, if you're having these feelings, if you feel like you're unworthy, if you feel like you're enough, you, you have to find a way to love yourself first. Um, when I say find a way, I, I say it like it's easy. You have to ask yourself those tough questions that uh, you might not want to ask. Why am I doing the things that I'm, that I'm doing? Why am I drinking the way I'm drinking? Why am I thinking the way I'm thinking? And then you have to start peeling back those layers to find out, like, this is why I'm doing it versus just, you know, dumping all the, the negative things and not really paying attention to why you do what you do. So finding yourself, loving yourself, to me, is is, is the number one key if, if you find yourself in that mindset. And I would also say to start looking around and, and asking yourself who your friends really are. Because if you're in that mindset and other people around you don't see it, I would question if they're your friends or not. Man, I think that is absolutely powerful advice. Like, I can't even say anything to add to it. I think you did an amazing job. But let's say that we do have some listeners that are either on that path or might be kind of headed that way. Where would they go for help? This isn't something that people like to share, that they have those thoughts. And that makes it that much harder. So I know that you already have experience with that with, like, the crisis center. People don't like to reach out that they're going through certain things. Who would you recommend that they go to for that type of help? So there is a, a national hotline, right? Um, okay. I don't have the number on the, off the top of my head, but I, okay. I can get it. I can get it to you. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely then, put that in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, and then going to your family and friends. What I've learned in, in my life is once I start to be open with my issues and vulnerable with how I'm feeling, that also started to help me get better as as a person. Because human beings aren't meant to keep all of that in. Like, we're not meant to hold on to that hurt and that frustration and that pain. Like, no one's meant for that, uh, man or woman. And at some point, you will explode. At some point, things in life will get so heavy and you're trying to carry it all by yourself and not asking for help. Asking for help is so taboo in this society and I think it's crazy because we all ask for help on a daily basis. Yeah. Like, if you ate breakfast today, if you didn't go out there and have the chickens and you know grab the eggs and package the eggs yeah. like i mean that's everyone helping each other out to, to live our better life and so like we're always accepting help when, when we feel like we have to talk about needing help we don't do it and i think man that's that's just something that we have to start doing is if you're you're, you're starting down this path or, or if you feel lonely or if you you feel like you don't deserve to live ask for help because I, I guarantee your, your mom or dad doesn't want to see you in that place. Right. There's pastors. You, you can jump on Google right now and put in counselors in, o, in Odessa Midland. Right. There's seven pages full of counselors. I didn't know there was that many counselors here in Odessa. I thought there were like two or three. Seven pages of counselors in Odessa that are there to help you through these problems in your life. And so I just think, you know, asking for help is, is a big thing. 
That's amazing advice. And actually, you know, I did do an interview with another person. She's a counselor. So she has a master's in counseling and she specializes in mental health. So her source was Psychology Today, you know. So I think that's a really good source for finding local help if you need it. Okay, so, you know, we're talking about people who are on that path, but let's talk about, you know, the people around that person. What were some of the signs that you were maybe showing that you were hoping that somebody would see, but they didn't? What would you say would be a sign of someone who's like that depressed or having suicidal thoughts. Do you have any of those? Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna kind of tell you a little story. This is kind of what also set me off on this journey of mental health and, you know, wanting to be better. Um, about about two years ago, one of my buddies from the Army called me. We had went, went to Iraq together, faced a lot of dangerous stuff, getting blown up, getting shot at, you know, people dying. And, you know, I got out in 2008, so I, I haven't talked to him in a long time. And I got a call from him uh, one day, and he was just like, hey, what's up, Thomas T? Because, you know, that's, that was my, like, nickname in the Army. And I was like, you know, I was talking to him. I was glad he called. I, you know, I haven't talked to him in a long time. And he asked for money. And I was like, bro, say, no, say nothing more. Like, where are you at? I'll send it. Um, and so I sent it to Western Union, and they sent it right back. And they said, like, this guy can no longer accept money. And so I started thinking, like, okay, so if he's been, if he can't accept money, that means he's been getting it from a lot of different sources. And so he called me back, and he was just like, hey, I have a friend. He sent it under his name, right? And I was like, man, I don't know if I can do that, bro. Like, like something's not adding up. Yeah. And I stopped talking to him, right? My assumption was a, a drug problem, so I didn't want to feed it. He reached out to me again one more time, and I was busy doing something, and I, I didn't answer the phone. And then uh, a couple of days later, he committed suicide. And that hurt me deep, right? Because I thought to myself, like, if I would have just slowed down, right, and just talked to him. You know, I, it, was, it was more like a, hey, how are you? How are you? Okay, I'm great. And I'm going about your business. But I wasn't sincere in what I was saying to him. And that helped me realize, like, man, I... Like, people, we are all going through something in life. And it only takes that one person to, like, sit down and hear what you have to say that could potentially help you, right? And so for people who you think assume or who's, like, on the verge or you think might commit suicide, going and having a conversation with them, talking about their life, talking about the things they want, trying to figure out, like, what they want in their lives, can help, you know, kind of snap them out of that that mindset or reality of this is what I'm going to do regardless of what anyone says. So to me, I feel like asking questions and not just like those fluffy questions that can be answered easily, but asking questions that have people thinking about, okay, do I really want to do this? Like there's so much more in life that I can do versus not. So why would I? And so just to me, asking those tough questions would help someone out in that scenario or situation. Yeah. So to me, you know, just kind of listening to your story, it sounds like whenever things may potentially be sketchy, you know, or something that's maybe questionable, that might be one of the signs, you know, like, hey, this person is starting to resort to some drastic measures, you know, and they're trying to do something. So maybe we need to have a conversation rather than just kind of shut them out and say, hey, you know, I don't, I think they're trying to get something 
or they're trying to do something irresponsible with with my money or, or whatever they're asking for. I think that yeah. that might be a sign. What do you think? Without a doubt, man. I think that's a sign. I think alcohol and drugs, that's also a, a big telltale sign. Someone who has a change in personalities. You know, someone that was an extrovert is now an introvert. Yeah. Uh, that could be a sign. And someone that's an introvert and now just like is lolling out and going crazy. Yeah. You know, that could also be a sign of them losing control. Right. Uh, so when you when you when you see people like starting to lose control of their lives, uh, to me that's like they're they're on that downward spiral. Uh, if someone doesn't correct this direction that they're going down, it's going to keep going down until they feel like they're nothing, and then they're going to take matters into their own hands. I was going to keep going with the questions, but we ended up talking about this, and I think this is an extremely important topic. You know, so I kind of went into a little more detail. Now, you did talk about briefly kind of what got you into what you would say is your passion. I know you're talking about that with this particular story. I mean, is that ultimately the moment you realized that this was your passion for helping people? There's a a niche for me. It's young boys and men. I think there is an epidemic going on in this world right now. Coronavirus is happening, but I think there's another epidemic going on in this world that no one's really talking about, and it's suicide in men, or, you know, how men deal with things. And so, in doing some research, I found out that men are 3.5 times more likely to commit suicide than women. Uh, The mass shootings that happen in the United States, about 95% are done by men. Domestic violence and abuse majority of of that is done by men and then also just men die on average six years before women do so to me there's there's a lot of like you know stress and pain and guys not being able to open and be vulnerable and to talk about their feelings and emotions that just i started to realize like man this this to me this is this is why there's so much anger and violence in men and that's kind of where I started to, you know, look at like, what can I do to, to help men understand and know that it's okay to, it's okay to cry. It's okay to have emotions. It's okay to have feelings. Uh, it's okay to challenge the status quo of uh, what is a man. Because when I started to ask these questions, I didn't get answers that I liked. And the answers that, that I was getting, they were answers that caused a lot of pain and, and hurt, uh, not only with themselves, but also with the people in their lives. Like, I'm pretty sure most men don't want to show their kids a negative way of what, uh, you know, a man should be. But if that's all you know from your father and his grandfather, like, then, you know, how can you get better if, if you don't know anything else? And it's for a change, right? That really pushed me, man. I, I, there's like a fire in my gut. Like, like, I'm willing to be open and vulnerable. I'm willing to have these conversations. Like, I was in sports my whole entire life. I was in the oil field for five years. I was in the army for, for three. So I have been surrounded by, you know, just manhood. And it's not all bad. I, you know, there's a term that goes on that, you know, it's toxic masculinity. And I'm like, it's not toxic to me. Like, I feel like being a man is a beautiful thing. And we need to start, like, having these conversations so that people can start, you know, seeing, like, you know what, men aren't what society says they are, what the news is saying they are. Like they can be, you know, big teddy bears. They can be people who who can love and support each other and do the things that that needs to be done to you know, protect their family and their kids. So, 
Right. So honestly, what I look for whenever somebody's telling me, hey, this is my passion, I'm yeah. looking for that fire that like is in your yeah. belly, you know, it gets you out of bed and you just want to get it going. And I mean, I think you have that. I can just tell by everything that you're saying. So ultimately, that's what led you to start EAT, right? Um, excellence Above Talent. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, because uh, in your bio, I remember reading, you know, transformational coaching, youth mentoring. And so basically, you're using that as a way to reach out to those who are, you know, essentially, potentially on suicide watch. Ultimately, that's what you're trying to avoid, right? You're trying to catch them before that. And then honestly, just being better men and living better lives, right? Yeah. Excellence above talent is a lifestyle. It's someone holding you accountable and asking you those tough, the tough questions to help push you and make you better as a person. It helps you love yourself unconditionally because those tough questions, you know, start to break down all the fake crap that you have like built up over time, and you get to see you for the vulnerable, amazing person that you are. Awesome. And so that's kind of where the transformation comes from. It comes from not from me doing the work. It, it, just, it comes from you having answering those tough questions that you have and wanting to do the work uh, to be better. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, man, that's, that's just kind of where I've had to go through it, how I've learned to, to be better and do better as, as a person. I, I have to ask myself those tough questions. Why are you doing it? And if I don't know, find out why. Even if I have to go back into thoughts that I'm, I want to bury and forget forever, sometimes you gotta you gotta unbury those thoughts and those feelings, and you really have to have 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 to ask yourself uh, those questions. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the next question. What is one thing that's got you most intoxicated about today? You know, let's go ahead and share something you're excited about. And I, I'm excited about life. Yeah. Uh, I I can tell. Like I can't transfer the feeling that I have or that I feel about me and the people around me. I I, I can't like I can't stress it enough how how good I feel because I love me and because I love me, the people in my life love me. Uh, because if you don't love me, I'm not gonna hang around. Like I'm not gonna be around you if, if you say you know sly remarks. If you don't. You don't believe in the things that I'm, that I'm saying. You don't believe in the things that I'm doing. Me and you can't be friends. So I've I've surrounded myself with just you know amazing people that you know believe in the things that I'm doing, and yeah, it just, it just gave me a, a new lease on life. It's it's motivating. It's inspiring. Yeah, I want to change the world. That's, I've I've always said that. People always laugh at me because yeah. I've said that, and I'll, I'll tell you that all the time. Like I want to change the world, and at that point, I didn't know how. Uh, I wanted to, I just wanted to change the world. And that's the thing that, you know, really has me going is if I can change that one person, if I can change one person daily by a post or by me jumping on Facebook and, you know, saying some crazy things or make someone smile or laugh, like whatever it is, whatever it takes, like I want to do it because, because I've been there. I've been that person struggling. I've been that person not knowing, you know, who I was as a person and, and, Someone coming up and and, ta- and telling you like you are amazing, you know, right. you are enough, you are worthy, you are beautiful, man. It, it, to me, it, it goes a long way. And I'm on the same page as you, man. I'm trying to change the world too, and I think that that's why yeah. we resonate so well. So a couple yeah. things. There were two things that I kind of wanted to point out. You said, "Hey, I love me." And if you don't love me, then I don't want anything to do with you, right? There's a saying that goes, "You're the average of the top five people that you hang around," right? So I'm sure you're familiar with that. But, you know, my question to you is, what if it's a family member that's kind of trying to bring you down? What's your advice for that? Same advice. If they ain't for me, 
then I, I can't mess with them. If it's family members, close loved ones, brothers, sisters, I, I've tried that the the other way of trying to please them, and that did not work out for me yep. in my life because they still have to live their lives. And I, I'm a big believer in sometimes people use you for the season that they need you in, and then once they are done using you, they're through with you. And so you have now became this person that you don't know in order to connect with a person that only needed you for six months. And so when that person now throws you aside, you're still this person and you're, you're trying to like look for another person to cling on to uh, that likes the person that you changed for. And so I tell everybody, if you have to be in a relationship and you have to change that's not a good relationship for you. Right. Because if you have to change, then they're not, they're not accepting you for who you are. And down the road, you're going to hit a snag. There you go. And y'all are going to realize, like, I don't even like you, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't like right. I'm sure why I'm with you. you know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. Um, and sometimes it takes a, long, a little bit to realize that. But, um, yeah, I just realized it early. If we can't match it, if you don't like, you know, what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, or if you don't think that, what I'm doing is is worthy. I'll, I'll see you, yeah. and I'll, I'll still say what's up to you. Yeah, but I, I can't give you my energy. You only have 24 hours a day, right? Yeah, and my energy my energy won't won't be going to something that's like negative. I got you know that's wasted energy. There you go. I'll never get it back. Cool, cool. Hey, that second point was just being vulnerable. You know, I know that you said yeah. that that was something that's important to you. You know, you want to make sure that if you're going to be vulnerable, you're trying to help that one person. You know, that's something that I resonate with, honestly, in doing this, starting this podcast. You know, I really don't like to be on camera much or be the center of attention. But to me, being vulnerable is just putting yourself out there because you're trying to help, right? So what would your advice be? in terms of being a little more vulnerable and you know loving yourself a little bit more, what advice would you give to someone who should be a little more vulnerable so that they can experience you know this feeling of just self-acceptance? Vulnerability to me comes from the shame that we feel. And instead of like masking in that shame, finding out why you feel ashamed. Because there's a reason why you feel ashamed. I think there's a reason for everything. If you're happy, there's a reason why you're happy. And so I feel like with with shame, it it creates like this this pocket and it keeps you there. And it's a pocket where you just, you know, you feel unworthy, you don't feel enough. And I think if you start to ask your, yourself, why do you feel ashamed? I think that's kind of where that vulnerability starts to, to, to come up. Yeah. Because then you have to, you know, answer that question that you ask. Like, why do I feel ashamed if yeah. I go to a bar and I, I drank way too much yeah. the next night, right? And I felt good that night, but then the next day I wake up, I feel ashamed. Right. There's a reason why you feel ashamed. Right. And I think once you can be vulnerable with yourself, you can be vulnerable with people in your life that you choose to tell, you know, your story to. Right. So one thing I'd like to add to that, I think that is, yeah. is really good, is in terms of self-love, genetically and psychologically, we are programmed to love ourselves. You know, we would never do something to hurt ourselves. If something's hot, we wouldn't grab it. If something's dangerous, we have a natural tendency to avoid something dangerous. You know, those are all internal thoughts. So those internal feelings are meant to love yourself. Now, I would say one thing to realize is, is 
the shame and all the things that you're feeling or, you know, the self-awareness part, is that coming from you or is it coming from an outside source? Because I can tell you right now, if you're trying to please people, that's what's going to make you make those weird decisions of having, trying to please somebody or doing something that you, that isn't self-loving. Just wanted to point that out. So it's time for our sips of success. And these are our quick questions. So uh, who would you say is your biggest hero? My mom's, my mom's hands down. I don't nice. know why I kind of went to New York there. But, <laughs> uh, my mom's hands down, yo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just seen the struggle. And I saw her fight through those struggles. And, you know, raising, you know, five kids is, is tough as a single parent. And she didn't stop. She didn't quit. That kind of gave me the, 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 the blueprint for life. You know, sometimes it's going to be tough. Sometimes it's going to suck. Sometimes you don't want to keep going. But at the end of the day, if you just keep pressing forward and keep, keep moving forward and keep trying to figure things out and learn more about yourself and, you know, grow, uh, it'll, it'll, it will eventually get better. You're never going to stay stuck in like that. She was never going to have five kids ranging from nine to, to two. Like it was at that moment in time, uh, but she kept moving forward and it just, she really showed me what strength is. And that is awesome. So what would you say is your favorite way to de-stress? Man, I, I love hooping. <laughs> I play basketball and I talk crap while playing basketball. I've been on the receiving um, end of that. <laughs> yeah, I talk crap regardless. Like doing something like sports that really just kind of you know, helps distress me, uh, gets me tired, changes you know, what I'm thinking about at that moment. Very cool. All right, so what would you say is the best advice that you ever received during a tough time? Start reading books. I know a lot now because of the books that I have I have read. Cool. Do you have any and in particular that you could recommend? Let's just like say your top one. What's your What's the best book? The one that I've, I've read and I like love is The Art of Possibility. And the book is just talking about how in life anything is possible. The only time things aren't possible is because of your thought process. And if you change that thought process and, you know, you say, I can do I can do whatever I want to if I put my mind to it. Anything is possible in this world if, if you really want to do it. And so the art of possibility is, is a book that is amazing. Very and, and when I say read, like, every time I read a book, I go to sleep. I'll be reading the same paragraph over and over again. <laughs> um, but Audible is kind of where, where I go and uh, read all, you know, all my books and stuff. Hey, I'm right there with you. I, I'm, I'm a big audible.com reader. So, I mean, that's the only yeah. way, you know, whenever I'm driving or if I'm working out, I'm usually reading a book, listening to a podcast. The Art of Possibility is by Rosamond Stone Zander. So in case yes. y'all are wanting to read that book, it's highly, highly rated. And um, obviously, Aaron wouldn't recommend a sorry book, right? No, I would not. <laughs> yeah, you would not. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I know that we kind of already talked about it, but go ahead and share one of your personal habits that help you be your best self. One of my personal habits, I wash dishes. I was like, you're like, what? So I read a, uh, a book, and it was called The Power of Habits. And he, the author was like, you know what? We try to change too much at one time. And he talked about just finding one habit and doing that one habit. And so I think a year and a half ago, that was the habit that I started. It was just the one habit. Like I wash dishes. Like anytime there's dishes in the sink, even if they're not mine, I wash them. And then from that habit, more habits grew, right? And so when I cook, right after cooking, I wash the dishes. Don't leave them in the sink to pile up. And then from there, it's just better cooking styles, working out. Like from, from that one habit, 
there was a chain reaction to a lot of different other habits that happened in my life, and I just started with that one. Cool, man. Um, so hey, that is awesome. My habit is washing dishes. There you go. Well, for the sake of all the guys listening to this, I'm going to cut this section out. No, I'm just kidding. But that's that's also some you know, hey, guys can wash dishes and cook. Yeah, there you go. Hey, I cook, so we're good. I feel you. I'm just kidding, man. It's gonna stay on. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Hey, and I I understand too, man. You know, there's sometimes that code, like that guy code, like, hey, boss, like you can't say no certain thing. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I'm just kidding. No, no, we're, we're trying to be a little more open here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. All right, here we go. Last question right here. So how do you define happiness and success? To me, it's not about the money. Like, money will come and go. To me, happiness and success is the impact that you're making in this world. That's that's where, you know, the happiness and success comes from uh, to me. If you can come home to your wife and your kids and they truly want you to be there and they, and they love hanging out with you and spending time with you, um, and there's maybe, maybe a little boy down the street that might not have a father and, you know, you're kind of showing him the ropes as what it is to be a man. To me, impact. If uh, you can make an impact in, in people's lives, I think that's where happiness and success is. So, man, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's great that you say the word impact. That's, that's the word that I always try to use whenever people ask yeah. me a similar question. You know, it's like, what kind of impact yeah. are you having? I applaud you for your efforts. I know how hard it is sometimes to, you know, just always be that positive light for people, you know? So I know that you're having yeah. a positive impact and, and thank you for doing that. So we're actually reaching last call. We're going to go ahead and end with some small parting piece of advice. And then if you could also share the best way for people to connect with you. Yeah, small piece of advice. Uh, man, it would be to don't give up. Life is tough. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say like, oh, this is so cool and everything is going to work out where it's supposed to. It sometimes don't, but I feel like people are placed in your life for a reason, and they could be a source to help you do the problems that you're going through. So, you know, don't give up, because there are people still out here that need you to be you, so that you can help them be who they who, who they potentially could become, right? So yeah. that that'd be my advice. Don't don't give up. Life is a journey. I think it's a beautiful journey. Yes, and where you can, the best way you, you can connect with me is uh, right now through Facebook. I'm really active on Facebook. I have weekly uh, videos talking about, you know, either some form of like abuse, uh, domestic violence, or something like as far as like mental health. I have posts and things of that nature. And it's, and it's Excellence Above Talent uh, on Facebook. Same videos on, on YouTube. This is something that's, that's new to me, but uh, as I start to work on content and start putting it out there, uh, I'm going to be using all those platforms, and all those platforms will be Excellence Above Talent. And I'm also working on a uh, website uh, that I'm, I'm starting to I want to launch in, in July. Cool. And so I'm working with a, a local vendor, uh, Ryan McGuire. He's pretty awesome. Dude. Shout out to Ryan. Uh, cool, man. So just to summarize some of the things, the high points of today, one, you got to love yourself. I think that's amazing advice. And then two, you know, if you're on that path of darkness, ultimately seek help, you know, find a way to reach out and don't give up. I think those are amazing, amazing parts of advice that our listeners are ultimately going to really benefit from. So thank you for sharing your time. 
and your wisdom. Thank you for having the impact that you do on the community here, and I hope you continue to do so. Yes, sir. Thank you for doing what you do, bro. I think this is amazing. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of BYOB Audio. We hope you found something valuable from the story shared today. Make sure you subscribe and share with someone who may need to hear something from this podcast. We'll see you next time, but here's to you and your journey to a happier and more fulfilling life. Cheers.